Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we have Rogers TV host for the Kitchener Rangers, Sean Ferfaro. With four recent additions to the Ottawa Senators with connections to the OHL team, is it time we start calling them the Kitchener Sens? Plus, Guy Boucher's back in the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 845 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe wherever you download your podcast. We're also free and available on YouTube. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we make it through the summer until training camp. Today is Friday, July 21st, and Pillsy. I would like to congratulate myself for becoming a part owner of the Ottawa Senators. Hey, congrats. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't get into all the other consortiums uh, earlier on. You should have had your hat in the ring uh, much sooner, Ross, but I matched and I'm also part owner of the Ottawa Senators. Of course, we say this tongue in cheek. We are not financial advisors, but Pilsy oh, and I no. have each bought one stock of Anlauer Health Corp. So, Credit to us, Pilsy. We are now part owners. So now our voice matters. This podcast now matters. We know the season matters. There's absolutely no excuses for the Ottawa Senators. And I was just watching a couple of videos today. Some of Timmy, some of Brady. It reminded me of a discussion I heard on a podcast the other day. I mean, it's an elite debate trying to trying to decide which one of them is more valuable. I mean, e- Ross, it's good problems to have. Like that's one of those debates where. You can walk away and and you're just like, wow, we are actually having a debate over two players that are immensely valuable to this team and either one could be the right answer. And that's pretty much what the poll has been on Instagram. I told you the results on the poll on Twitter. It's even closer on Instagram. I was going to say, you didn't like the results on Twitter, so you, you went to another platform, eh? Yeah, it's 53-47 right now in favor of Tim Stutzel. But what I was thinking about more so than anything is how both of these players are under 24 years old. Oh, and locked up. Locked up long-term. Five more years for Brady Kachuk. Eight more years for Tim Stutzla. If you want to dive into that debate with us, you can find that on Wednesday's show. Pilsy, we've got an old friend of yours on today's show. Yeah, very cool opportunity for me to kind of have a blast from the past. Uh, As maybe some of you know, maybe you don't. I started my broadcasting career as a volunteer back in Kitchener and Guelph, uh, working with the Kitchener Rangers games and the Guelph Storm games. And my good friend, Sean Ferfaro, he was uh, a host on one of the shows that I started on and kept, uh, kept following each other on Twitter. And then when the Ottawa Senators had all these Rangers connections happening, not only Thomas Shamara, but uh, then you bring in Donovan Sobrango and uh, Dominic Kubalik and then Matthew Andonovsky, like Kitchener sends as much as it pains me as a Guelph Storm guy to say, we could be heading in that direction where at least I'll be following them a little bit closer with two active players on the team next season. 
you know what I really like about Sean's perspective is it's not the X's and O's. It's not the play-by-play. He, he gets to know these guys as people, being around the rink with them each and every day. So I hope you enjoy a special edition, we'll call it, of Locked On Senders. Yeah. A little bit different where we're diving. We haven't done this really since we had Alex Heiner, Jake Brandt, Brad Schlossman with oh. all the Kodak sends. But even those guys were like first and second round picks. This is diving a little bit deeper into the depth chart, but with a pair of players on Kitchener for next season, I think you guys will really enjoy it. And it's a great kind of feel good Friday, uh, locked on Senators summer edition. So what do you say we get to it? And then on the other side, I mean, how can we not talk about Guy Boucher? My initial thought was rest is a weapon, but then <laughs> I really thought about it from his perspective. And I feel happy for Guy Boucher because he deserves to be yeah. back in the NHL. We'll have that conversation after our interview with Sean Furfaro. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Guys, it is baseball season. Trade rumors are heating up, so maybe if you have a feeling uh, one team's going to bolster their team before the deadline or at the deadline, get those future bets in now, and you can do it all at FanDuelSportsbook.com. They're the trusted sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're America's number one sportsbook, not a big deal, and you can take your first swing at MLB betting and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. So put in 20 bucks, you could get up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's the key right there. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you win, you get paid instantly. Those green numbers are getting into your account. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Today's episode is also brought to you by my favorite place in Ottawa. No, not my parents' place. It's Shawarma Palace. I go to Shawarma Palace every time I'm home, and for good reason. Shawarma Palace is the best place to go for food. Sorry, Mom, you great cooking too. But when I want a big portion that I know is so fresh, so delicious, it's Shawarma Palace. You can get the platter there. You can get the extra garlic with those iconic roasted potatoes with rosemary they throw that on there the rice so fresh and then you watch them shave that luscious chicken breast right off the spit you can get beef shawarmas as well you can also get falafel your choice at shawarma palace they've also got poutines lots of great choices and you can get them at any of their seven locations go check them out online shawarma palace ottawa on instagram on twitter seven locations in ottawa and available exclusively for delivery via Uber Eats. So go check them out, Shawarma Palace, and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. We love our friends at Shawarma Palace. Go support a local company, the only place in Ottawa to go for Shawarma since 1997. Go check them out at Shawarma Palace. All right, now let's get to today's interview with Kitchener Rangers host for Rogers TV. Here is Sean Fafaro. All right, we are now very pleased to welcome a special guest, host for the Kitchener Rangers on Rogers TV and Pilsy's old boss, Sean Ferfaro, joins us. Sean, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing great. Thank you for nailing the pronunciation of my name off the top. Very few people can do that, so we're off to a great start. So (laughs) on that note, we'll save Pilsy slander from his days working under you at Rogers for the end of the show. But the Kitchener Rangers, which you've been a part of for for how long now? Let the people know kind of your background against you. So I'm the full-time host of the Kitchener Rangers for Rogers TV. Uh, I've been the full-time host since 2017, but I've been involved with the broadcast in some capacity or another since 2011. 
So I guess I'm coming into my 13th year. So whether that's fill-in hosting, uh, intermission segments, I did a lot of intermission content, the voiceovers for the intros. Uh, there was a while there when Twitter was in its infancy when I was the uh, tweet from your seat guy and uh, we were we yep. had a hashtag that we would uh, use and I would uh, was a fourth member of the broadcast. So in some way or another for uh, 13 years now, but uh, full-time hosting has been uh, coming up on 7th. Yeah, I mean, everyone in the Kitchener-Waterloo area definitely is familiar with your work as uh, the Rangers are a big deal over there, that's for sure. Now, how, how has it been? Uh, we we got chatting, of obviously, uh, Thomas Shamara is there, then Matthew Andonovsky uh, becomes an Ottawa Senator, then there's the Alex Tabrinkit trade, which brings in Donovan Sobrango, and then even going back, Dominic Kubalik is a Rangers fan as well, so... Sean, is it safe to say you're now a, you're now fully a Sens fan, or what? What do we have here? You, you know what's funny is Lucas, my son, grew up a Sens fan. He's since nice. gravitated away from it to Montreal. And when I first learned, I grounded him, but that only lasts for so long on okay, a certain yeah. age. But uh, yeah, when when you guys had reached out about doing this, we were going to talk about Tomash and uh, Ando getting drafted, and then the trade happened right after. And I saw two Rangers going the other way. And I'm like, well, how long do you have? We've got some content. <laughs> you guys are stockpiling Kitchener Rangers up there in the nation's capital. So uh, I'd love to chat about it. It's, it's an exciting time here. There's going to be some – I feel like we're going to see some Sens jerseys around the odd this year. Yes. Well, we hope so. That's the plan. So since you said this year, let's talk about the two who are still currently on the Kitchener Rangers. Yep. Tomas Hamara, we just watched uh, your interview with him after the World Juniors. You saw him all of last year already as a drafted Senators prospect. And we know it was tough, right? He's coming over from, from Europe, a lot of a different situation than Andonovsky. But with Hamara, how would you describe from, from game one till the playoffs, how you saw the growth in his game? Uh, so Tomas, I, I first met on opening night. Like I, I, I was down there for some of the preseason games, and I, I go to practice pretty regularly. I mean, as the host, I don't do play-by-play -play or I don't do color, but in my host role, I'm interviewing guys maybe for two minutes at a time. And I don't like to do just a blow-by interview. I like to get to know the guys. So I show up at practice. I show up at the rink two hours before. We talk when they're taping their sticks. We talk when they're – so we get to build up that relationship. And maybe you talk to somebody 35 times a year before you actually have a TV interview. But those 35 different game day conversations contribute – to comfort in that interview, to familiarity, to getting really good answers. And, and I, I like it when a player smiles during their interview. And I like when they don't give me that they're going to give pucks in deep and finish the checks yeah. and do what they want to do. Right. I don't like to be a generic interview, but I did hear your question. And the answer to that is that I, I met Tomash early in the season, right before the home opener and in the home opener, um, it was pretty imposing for a European guy coming Friday night at the odd introduced the whole lineup places going nuts first full season since we've come back from the being down over COVID yeah. and, and, and restrictions. So he had never seen anything like this before. And then we got killed in that game. Kitchener got killed. It was like six one. And one of the things I like to do is I can't do it with everybody, but with rookies and European players, when they come into the league, they get their first OHL goal. I got a great relationship with Dan Liebold, the trainer. He'll slide me the puck during the game so that in the post game interview, I give them the puck from their right. first goal. So a 6-1, everybody's miserable. High expectations for this team. Some long faces on the bench and between the, and between the benches. Uh, and I just said, I hope nobody gets their first OHL goal this game. Boom. Tomas gets his first <laughs> OHL goal in the home opener. 
But in the midst, and this was a blessing because in the midst of all this uh, disappointment for this home opener at home, uh, I think it was against Saginaw, if I remember correctly. Now I've got Tomas at the end of the game to score his first OHL goal. I get to give him the puck. I learned already his English is pretty solid yep. for an interview. I've never interviewed a European player on the uh, a new European player on opening night, but there we go. And when I gave him that puck, the smile on his face and describing the moment kind of just forgot about the game. He was just a guy and we've always, so that was a, that, that was, he was just a guy on one of his best days. Right. And that's a really great part of my job to be able to talk to people on their best days, on their draft days. Right. So, um, that kind of bonded us from opening night. So we always had a connection since then. And if you watch that interview we did after the World Juniors, you can see the comfort. You can see the familiarity. Then that's only with, with four months together. So I, I really, really love having him around. I think he's a, a great player. I think he's a great teammate. I think he's a smart player. I think he's a good human. Um, I think you're really, really going to love him in Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that uh, Ottawa kind of focuses on when they're talking about drafting players is you're not just drafting players, you're drafting people. And uh, we kind of see that trend. And like we've had a chance to talk to some of the prospects too, and they all seem like great kids. Uh, Tomash, obviously, in that category as well. Now, I remember with Hamara that he had a lights out preseason. Like, I think he was leading, uh, I forget what the exact stat was, but he's one of the top defensemen in the OHL in the preseason. Yeah. And then maybe it uh, it took him a little while to adjust uh, in the regular season. But what was kind of the, the ups and downs of uh, his first season with the Rangers uh, from your point of view? I think for the most part, it was almost all ups. There, okay. there was downs in terms of point production because I think he only had two, he only ended up getting one more goal. The yeah. rest of the year and he played almost the entire year i think 55 56 games around there in a 68 game season and he had missed a chunk of games for the world juniors and then he had a i think he had a slew footing uh, like a there was a accidental slew foot still a slew foot but you got a you got a two game suspension and i think that was a bit of a turning point because he went into a bit of a slump offensively after that but i never saw a lot of mistakes from Tomash on the ice. So he does those things, and I and I apologize if it sounds cliche. He does those things that don't show up on the score sheet, which we'll talk about when we talk about Matthew Andonovsky as well. Is he's almost always he was almost always on your top defensive pairing, and he was he was relied on at key times, and defensively he was incredibly strong and incredibly smart. So the ups hockey IQ. I think he's really smart. Uh, the downs, I think after that slew footing penalty I th- uh, suspension, I think he was a little bit out of his groove for a while. Okay. But um, the one thing about him, when he was out of his groove, he never, his demeanor around the rink never changed. I remember one day at practice, I was there and Dan Liebold, Hammer came off the ice. I think they had lost about five in a row. And he comes off just smiling, having a great time. And, and Dan says, try to smile less, but just sarcastically. Because then he turns to me and goes, Kid's always so happy. It's great. <laughs> so, I mean, he's it, he's a real positive influence to have. I'm not obviously in the room, but I know he's very well liked uh, among his teammates. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a real asset around there. Nice. Sounds like with uh, Matthew Andonovsky, it's personality plus. We just saw a couple mic'd up things. And uh, yeah. how would you describe uh, his personality and what he brings to any organization? 
Uh, Matt's a great kid with a lot of personality. And uh, it's funny because when we were trying to figure out, I wanted to do a mic'd up segment and we're trying to figure out who has the character on the team to do it. And uh, I asked the equipment manager one day and the equipment manager was standing beside Matt. And I said, his name is Ben McAvoy. I said, Ben, we're, do- we're going to do a, a mic'd up segment. I think Reed Vlad would be a good choice. Reed actually was at the Senator's training camp in the past. Um, and and uh, I said, I think we're going to do Reed. Reed's, Reed's a, g- a good leader. He's been in the league five years. But I'm trying to find one more. And I already had Matt in the back of my mind, but I didn't say it. And I said, who do you think it would be? And Matt's taping a stick on the bench. And this is in Guelph. Guelph Storm. Nice. Terrible arena. At hey, I'm hey, sorry. It's just not for you, Brandon. That's just for you. I actually love <laughs> the Sleeman Center. Center is beautiful. I love the Sleeman Center. I just know Brandon's a Guelph guy. So um, uh, he's taping a stick. He looked right at Ben. He said, you better pick me. I said, who, who do you think would be great for a mic'd up? And Matt's like, you better pick me. And uh, he says, actually, I think Anda would be pretty good. And I said, actually, I think Anda would be pretty good. So we had... Uh, we decided on that right then, and uh, just what I learned, they call him Ando, so sorry, you're going to, Matthew, I'll try to say, <laughs> but uh, his his personality before the game, always going around, always extremely polite, always was very, very humble for somebody who plays with such a large physical presence and demeanor on the ice. Uh, the man is incredibly humble. Uh, I interviewed him on his draft day into the OHL. Cool. And smiling 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 said dream come true seven or eight times in the in a four minute interview and i got to interview him right after uh sen's development camp and we did a zoom interview last week and there he is same room same background and i said here we are three years later you remember that first time he's like sure do the thing about matthew is he was without a doubt maybe not without a doubt i would say the hardest worker no, without a doubt, the hardest okay. worker on the team this year. And one of two that were the most improved on the Rangers this year. Really? Uh, to see him go from here to here, if you would have told me when he came into the league, this guy's going to get drafted in a couple of years, I would have said, there's a lot of work to do there. That's, And I don't mean that in a slight. I mean, Matt was good, but he wasn't great. Right. Um, and he just worked and worked and worked. And all of a sudden, everybody starts noticing you walk around the odd and people are like, man, that Ando's fun to watch. He's really he sticks up for his teammates, controls himself with a level of discipline that you need. He's not off the charts, um, but he is uh, he's a character guy. And to see how hard he worked and to see how much he hunkered down to achieve this. And he wasn't really slated to go very high. And we had all said, he's going to go around fifth round, maybe sixth, but somebody's going to get a steal with Matthew Andonofsky. And it was the Ottawa Senators, thankfully. Now, I did uh, I did see a note. Uh, someone on Twitter let us know that there's a couple of Kitchener Rangers defensemen that are kind of graduating. I'm forgetting the names now, but is there an opportunity for Ando to kind of have an elevated role this season compared to last? I think um, uh, between Ando and Hunter Brustevich, who was drafted by the Vancouver Canucks in the third round. I think they're uh, head and shoulders top two defensemen this year with no disrespect to Tomas. If Tomas is your third best defenseman, uh, that's a good problem to have, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think think there is. When I talked to him, I said, coming out of development camp in the interview that I had with him, I said, coming out of development camp, when you think of the development you've made already – when you learned what you learned at DevCamp, 
what's your focus for this year? What do you need to do? Now, you're, no, you're going to be a pro player, period. We know this. What do you need to do to take your game from here to when that pro career starts after the OHL? And he said he wants to just be smarter around the puck, but he wants to um, tap into his ability to lead. So he said he wants one of his goals is to be a leader, one of the leaders on this team this year. And I think uh, that's I I think that's in the cards for him. I hope it's in the cards for him. Right now, the Rangers don't have a coach. It'll all depend on who that coach is and what they see in him. But when you ask me, like, is there room for him? There's definitely room in terms of ice time, power play, penalty kill, nice. leadership. So. Okay. Yeah, that's a complete package right there. If you can find all four of those lanes and accelerate yourself in those lanes, right? Hope you're enjoying our chat with Sean. We're going to get right back to it. But first, a word from our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub right in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street. And make sure when you head there that you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. There's always a great crowd at the Glebe Central Pub because they have so many interactive events, whether it's live music, or trivia night, or you're just going down there for a pre before you head down to Lansdowne for the big game, or if you're watching Atletico Ottawa, great run they're on right now. You can go watch it with among friends and peers and fellow fans at the Glebe Central Pub. Pelzi, you know we also love the shuttles from the Glebe Central Pub. People have to be ready for that when it comes to hockey season. Oh, man, I can't wait to get that going again. Uh, hopefully, we do some more live shows this season at the Glebe Central Pub. That was an absolute blast the first time. And then boots on the bus, Ross. Get on the bus, go to the game, and celebrate a victory back on the bus, back to the pub. That's an ideal night for me. So good at the Glebe Central Pub. Go check them out, 779 Bank Street. When you go, let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Yeah, no doubt. And Andonovsky, obviously, we mentioned this mic'd up segment. Everyone can go find it. Rogers TV on YouTube. Just type in Andonovsky mic'd up. Hilarious, uh, yeah. hilarious content. Really enjoyed that. And we had um, some fun yeah, with that one. We're, we're on a train now of left shot defensemen. The two current guys we already mentioned fifth round pick this year, Matthew Andonovsky, and third round pick from last draft, Tomas Hamara. But then the trade happens, and Dominic Kubalik, who was a brief member of the Rangers, I want to wrap up with him because Donovan Sabrango, an Ottawa kid, is uh, is a guy who it really feels unfortunate that his time in the OHL got cut short due to COVID. How yeah. much do you think he would have benefited in being able to come back that 2020-2021 season? So if we're going to talk about Donovan Sabrango, just one sec. Oh yeah! All right. If you're watching on YouTube, he's flipping the jersey around. There's, there's the there go. jersey. That, that's when you know he's a fan favorite when well, his jersey this is, printed. This was Donovan Sabrango's warm-up jersey from the last year, nice. and uh, I figured we'd be talking about him. So we, you know, the big reveal there. There uh, we go. Donovan is. How much would he have benefited from the last year in uh, in in the OHL? Uh, I feel like Donovan would have been back in Kitchener and Donovan would have, without a doubt, been the captain of this team. He would have been one of the top players in the league defensively. And um, I think he, is, he would have found his scoring touch with the skills that he had, had developed by that point because I think he was, you know, six or seven goals a year, 20 assists. He was a, uh, between 25 and 30 points a year. But again, he was a dominant force on the ice. Dominant. And he would have been playing with Arbor Jacki. That would have been your top defensive pairing. Oh. Sabrango and Arbor Jacki. Yeah. yeah. Not sure if you've heard of him. 
Yeah. Uh, strength. I won't for long. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, I mean, I don't want to say toiling because I, I, he's becoming a much better player by playing in the AHL and Grand Rapids. And, and he had a little stint in Toledo this year as well. But, and I think he'll probably, he might start in, is, it, is Belleville for you guys right now? Or yeah, Belleville. Belleville, right? We moved to Belleville. Sorry, I got confused with the, yeah. Um, and Belleville, he'll probably start there. Maybe not. But I don't think, I think he would already be an established NHL player by now had he had that last year there. Because I, I'm no coach. I, I'm just a modest average broadcaster here in <laughs> Kitchener. Uh, I don't make decisions for people, nor should I. But Donovan went to Grand Rapids and was great, and it was a good experience for him. But coming back, let's just talk about those four lanes we just talked about with Andonovsky. Well, you're going to have a leader. You're definitely going to be on the power play. You're top, probably maybe even the top penalty killer. And and this guy's just a, a, a an infectious force around his teammates. I mean, I feel like I get that NHL teams and Detroit for him at the time was deciding we're done seeing you play against boys. We want to see you play against men. And at some point that has to happen. But the fact that the rules, like he would have been back, right? Had the rules not changed for that COVID season. Yep. Um, and I understand the exceptions that were made, but boy, did we miss not having him here? It was, uh, it was tough. So I think I think you've got a steal in Donovan Sabrango. I'm thrilled personally for Donovan, knowing him as I do, that he's going home. I'm thrilled for his mom, Kim, who you just won the hockey mom lottery in Ottawa. Kim Sabrango is the most wonderful woman and the most the the cheerleader for the team, for the community, for everything. Donovan, again, is one of those good humans, right? He, he attaches himself to causes that are important to him. He was an ambassador here for, I think it was National Service Dogs. He became an ambassador oh, cool. here, got into a program um, because his mom had suffered a, a brain injury in the past, and that was important to him to attach to service dogs. And he got a service dog and brought him to the rink, and I got to meet him, and the dog was named Ranger. It was, it was oh, amazing. Perfect. Donovan is just... Uh, a great guy. And um, I remember when he came back for training camp the year that he wasn't going to be back. He still came for training camp and he didn't need to. Maybe he was just out there. You might look at players out there just staying in game shape. But I watched Donovan out there at training camp pulling young defensemen aside and talking to them. Wow. He doesn't need to teach a Kitchener Rangers defenseman, but he's choosing to do that sort of thing. Uh, I got all the time in the world for Donovan Sabrango, and I will going forward. Like we we build relationships here. You, Guelph is tight for the Storm family. Kitchener is tight for the Rangers family. But um, there's a few that you just you're like, yeah, I'll go to the wall for that guy. Donovan's one of those guys. So that's to everyone, anyone. I shouldn't say everyone because that's not the case. But anyone who thought it was kind of a, a throw in in the trade, it, it's much more than that. Eh, Sean? Much more. And I know Dominic Kubalik had, you know, he worked around Europe, got himself into the, into the NHL, has had a good four-year career. They're averaging over 20 goals a year, I think. So you might look at that as the corner piece of that trade. Not for me. And that's not a slight on Dominic at all. I'm like, you got Donovan Sabrango? The city is going to love Donovan Sabrango. Yeah, we're excited for him. And, and I imagine with his father being a professional soccer player, he's got to be pretty good at uh, keep up in the tunnel uh, before the games with the boys, eh? 
he is a very, very naturally athletic uh, individual. So when, and he is deceptively strong. Like he looks strong and he's stronger than that. You want to talk about, and, and you talk about athleticism and leadership in that full package. The guy wore an A for Team Canada at the World Juniors yeah. and, and won a gold medal, right? And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Finally, Sean, we really got to get into uh, to Kubalik. And I, I know that you mentioned he, he was only there for a cup of coffee, brought in at the trade deadline from Sudbury, and um, maybe not the most successful stint in terms of point production. But what can you say about the person? Did you get to interact with him at all back in? I mean, we're going back a little bit now. That was the 2013-14 season. Yeah, he came in with that Radic Faxa trade. So I was kind of on the periphery. So I didn't get to know Dominic that well. So I don't think I actually ever interviewed him in person. But I do know that he... Um, he really made an impression with his teammates and Ben Finelli always, you know, was talking about how great he was and how great he was to have around. I don't know if that's the year that Ben was actually captain. I think Ben was, was captain that year. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, once you're, we have a saying here, once a Ranger, always a Ranger. I can't, I can't speak too much to him. I will tell you that uh, we all knew Faxa was leaving at the time because the Rangers weren't competing and we we're going to have to get something back for him. And uh, to have, Kubala come back. He seemed like just like a throw-in thing. We were getting some picks, and then he was a throw-in. But I mean, he I think he last twenty games of the season had six goals or something like that. So, and then he went on, and you know, I think it was four years in Europe, and then yep. was it Chicago and Chicago and Detroit? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, he hasn't really been able to kind of latch on anywhere. He even had to go like he went to back to his home uh, country of Czechia, and then went over to yeah. Switzerland for a, a half a season as well on loan and. Uh, and yeah, has, has worked his way to a guy who just led the world championships in scoring with eight goals in eight yeah. games. And as you mentioned, kind of burst on the scene in the NHL with 30 goals as a rookie with Chicago in a, in a year where they weren't even that good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of sense fans are kind of hoping that he can, you know, put, put a few of the pucks in the net that the Brinkett leaving will omit. And you know what I remember about that 30 goal year with Chicago when he just burst on the scene and it was like, who is this guy? And I'm like, he was a kitchen ranger for 23 games is what I know. But <laughs> In the playoffs, I think in nine games, he had eight goals or eight points or eight something. Points. Yeah. yeah, eight points yeah. in nine so, games. A or, lot of people are talking about how that year he had 46 points in 68 games and Alex Dabrinkit had 45 points in 70 games. A lot of people, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are talking about that. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so this has been so great catching up uh, with you, Sean, and uh, getting all the insight on all the Kitchener Rangers uh, players that are now a part of the Ottawa Senators family. So uh, final question for me, I guess, is we we were messaging and it's been, I, I feel like it's got to be almost a decade now since uh, I was volunteering at Rogers TV. What uh, what memories do you have that you can share with the listeners of a, of a young broadcasting Pillsy back in the day with Rogers TV? So refresh me because I think, well, first of all, you messaged me and you were like, I'm not sure if you remember me. And I'm like, of course I remember you. I know it's <laughs> okay. going, uh, like nice. I follow, I follow your Twitter. I follow the podcast. I love how you guys are doing this. Cool. I've been kind of locked on, we'll say, to your career after you left Rogers TV. Um, was the first thing we worked on, was it Rangers Extra? Was that what it was? I think it was. We did show? We did Rangers Extra, and uh, I think that that was it. Yeah, because I remember that was at the studio, right? Justin Foto did the did, yes. the did the hosting, and I was a guest on that. And then we were doing some road games um, that we were doing from the studio. I remember you being super keen and super interested, and I thought you were a, a good speaker. And I'm like, I said, I think to one of my – on-air colleagues one time, I'm like, I think Brandon's got a future in front of the camera instead nice. of 
behind the camera. But I remembered that um, you took the time to come and talk. Like a lot of times the volunteers come and, and the on-air talent, it's community TV. Like, you know what I mean? It's, they think that we don't want to talk to them. I, I want to get to know all my volunteers always. The first advice I give anybody I'm mentoring or shadowing, learn your volunteers, learn their names, learn their likes, find out what's going on in their life, have conversations, get to know them. Yeah. Um, for no other reason than it just makes a really wonderful working environment, right? So um, I remember you being great to be around and I, we only worked together a little bit and then all of a sudden you were gone and you were in Ottawa. And I just remember because you started, we started following each other on Twitter right away when we started working together. And that's where I was like looking forward to working with you again. And all of a sudden pff, you were gone. So <laughs> how much did it pay you to say all that? <laughs> no, say all that. Not much. <laughs> Not enough. Come on. Fair no, enough. That was quite the tire pump. I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I do remember that's uh, that's one thing I wanted to say is, yeah, when I was volunteering, I like you said, I was so keen and I just I I wanted to talk to the on air host because that that was my goal to get in front of the camera, like you said. And you were so welcoming. You had so much advice for me. You you even kind of. You know, it was a help me help you situation. You were teaching me how I could help you uh, behind the scenes. And I learned a lot from you. So I, I really appreciate that. And uh, uh, I, again, appreciate all the all the kind words you have and, and joining us today, Sean. This has been awesome. Well, I will. I, I, I thank you for saying that, Brandon. I appreciate that. I, I always say I will uh, mentor or let anyone who wants to shadow or learn public address or TV, yep. you tell me when and where, I will always make time. We need awesome. to train the next generation. We need to have the next generation ready to go. And I'm, uh, I'm all, I had so many people that, that taught me what to do in terms of um, Dave McClellan from the Rangers, Mike Farwell, um, Dave Schneider taught me how to be a great PA announcer. I've done over 1500 games on the PA now over 24 oh. years. It's a, you always, always need to pay it forward. I will say one final thing, though, just if we're wrapping up here. I know, Brandon, you're a Guelph Storm guy, and I'm a Kitchener Rangers guy. And this Highway 7 rivalry, people yes. think that Kitchener and London is the thing. No. But it's Kitchener and Guelph. I will let you know that in the last 13 years. Oh, no. The head-to-head. <laughs> head -head I know between, where this is going. Between the Rangers and the Storm. I won't give you the actual numbers because it will hurt. Yes. Um, but I will tell you that only one time in 13 years have the storm won the season series. Uh, it was eight, nothing that year. And that was very tough, but the other 12 years were either tied or uh, the Rangers won the season series. And now how about OHL championships? Well, don't tell me what happened yesterday. Right? <laughs> OHL championships, I'll give you, I'll give you that. I'll give there you we that. Go. There we go. And that OHL championship year, that year was Scott, Scott Kosmichuk and the, the core of that team. Uh, that was the eight and O year. And it was, it was a mess. <laughs> Just a blimp on the radar, though. Hey, you talk about the next generation. The next generation of Senators are marinating in Kitchener. So, Sean, we got to get you on throughout the season. we got to check in with Hamara, yep. with Andonovsky as well. And we appreciate all your great insight today. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Sens. Stick taps to Sean for joining us. Really fun conversation with him. Enjoyed that, Pilsy. Good throwback for you, too, I'm sure, getting to talk to your old friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's crazy to think that that was so long ago and that I was just volunteering and uh, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed ready to get into the industry. Now, look at us now, 845th episode of Lock Amazing. On when, when it was episode one, I think Ibushi had already been fired. He was fired back in the Making Sense of the Sens days as first yes. reported by, by Sens Central on Twitter. And now, look at him now. 
assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know what? Good for him. First time back in the NHL since 2018. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm happy for Guy Boucher. I always liked him as a coach. Now, the system got old, the 1-3-1 one, one and 11-7. Uh, and seven. It, it got old eventually, and teams caught on, and it wasn't exactly exciting. But if there's one thing Guy Boucher can do, it's uh, he's a very kind of focused, I don't want to say analytical, but strate- I'll say strategic coach. How about detail-oriented? Yeah, that's a good word for it, too. And it's funny that they hired him, Ross, because back in the day, the Leafs were actually really pushing to get Guy Boucher. I think even, so. I got to double-check this story, but I think when the Sens hired him, they were going to hire him if they didn't get Babcock instead, I think. Or there was some sort of connection there that they almost hired Guy Boucher for uh, for a head coach a while ago. Yeah, they were going to, and then Mike Babcock decided he didn't want to go to Buffalo and, and end up taking That was it, exactly. Yeah, because I think it was rumored that he Babcock was going to go to Buffalo, and then, I mean, the Leafs are just like, hey, we have unlimited money. Like, just let us know. <laughs> let us know your price. Uh, let's play read old tweets by Locked On Senators. On, April, on uh, May 10th, 2019, I said, I missed the days when the first thing I'd look for when the Sens acquired anyone was where and when they played for Guy Boucher. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was a classic, and I mean, now we kind of have the DJ Smith version of that. Yeah, so maybe it's maybe it wasn't the coach that decided that. Hey, after all, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, you know what? I actually uh, probably meant this one wholeheartedly in September of 2017. Man, we were so young back then. Right after the uh, right after the run to the conference finals, game seven. Yeah. Can't wait for another year full of great Guy Boucher press conferences. Hashtag up the roof. Hashtag sense. Hey, we loved his press conferences. Like when we were doing pods, and he would give not two, three minutes. It was like five or seven minutes. That's absolutely sick. <laughs> it is. It was. I could listen to Guy Boucher talk hockey for a long time. Although I, I will admit, I didn't hear him too much on RDS because I I don't think that would have done much for me. <laughs> November 4th, 2018. Loss is strictly on Guy Boucher. Outcoached Ooh. on so many levels. Final final D-zone draw, number one mistake. Pyatt, PRV, Boro, CC had already taken a, a full D-zone shift with a couple of huge blocks. Then after a Tampa timeout, all caps, Boucher left all four out there? <laughs> There was some wild, wild lineup decisions being made. Like there, so many times, Guy Boucher's overtime strategy was let's play to defend and to not lose rather than to try and win. It was it was wild. This one got one like. The players have to respect that Guy Boucher maintains same lineup in a game following a win. Sends a positive message through the room. <laughs> I mean, fair. Oh my goodness! Most coaches are like that. The last uh, Guy Boucherism, and we are happy for him, but he did kind of make it easy to uh, to you know have some fun with, as you know. Rest as a weapon. Rest as a weapon was a classic one. Oh, sorry, what's that, Pierre? Rest as a weapon. I've, if I hear that one more time, I'll go crazy. No, but in all seriousness, or Boucher, what was the other one? You don't give a steak to a baby. <laughs> bring that exactly. You don't give a steak to a baby. Uh, I wonder what he thought about Tim Stutzla at twenty to twenty-one years old having ninety points. It's probably up the roof. Definitely up the roof, yeah. Amazing. But in all seriousness, I think he's a great assistant coach, and, and it's good to see him back in the league. So any yeah. final thoughts for the week, Pilsy? We had some fun fun with that. And it's just kind of like, and I know that there is something to be said of people staying in the same geographical region. I don't think well, that's what happened here. But like the amount of sharing that goes on between Toronto and Ottawa is is kind of 
peculiar. No, it is. It is pretty crazy. Not going to lie. Yeah. There's so many connections. Like in 2017, Guy Boucher was the Sens head coach and DJ Smith was the Leafs assistant coach. Oh, true. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Little swapsies. Yeah. Swapsies. That's Little a weird Campbell one. Well, could be a Tom Pyatt type, I think for Guy Boucher. <sighs> you think? <laughs> Any final thoughts, Phils? uh no that's that's it for me everybody just enjoy your weekend uh thanks for following along and we'll be back next week of three episodes yes tyler boucher will join the show next week we're working on another send central citizen and uh at some point a disher is going to rejoin the show as well we'll leave it at that for for this week uh for today we say goodbye for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan this has been the locked on senators podcast your team every day (laughs) 